You are listening to the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Every week, we bring you episodes that are centered around topics related to disabilities. As the host, it is my hope that you are not just inspired by these stories that are shared, but that you put some action behind your inspiration to do something that improves the lives of those who live with disabilities. I thank you, our loyal listeners, for your support and remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Our View for Life and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you enjoy most about the podcast. Let's get into this conversation. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am back with a brand new episode today with my guest, Emily Cranking, and I am so excited to have you on with me today. So Emily, thank you for joining me. And thank you for having me. We just had a really fun talk before this. So... So this are getting like started already. But yeah, we we did. We had a great conversation um before we started the official podcast questions. So <laughs> thank you again for joining me and I'm happy uh to have you and for you to um share your time and your story with us all today. I'm I'm really excited for everyone to hear this uh this episode about you. So can you start off uh, the conversation by sharing with us um, who you are, um, some fun things that you'd like to do and um, you know anything else you wanna share? And also can you share with us um, what is cerebral palsy and how it impacts your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my name is Emily Crankin. I am an actress and a advocate. I currently, I'm only in one movie, which is a really big one, called Best Summer Ever. It, it is the first movie musical, so when all disabled people, unfortunately, it came out doing and after the pandemic, so it might not be less known to other people. But we had we got regular success, like we got like a review from New York Times, Hulu bought the movie like three months later. So we had a really good good talk record with that. We didn't even want people to watch it because we didn't talk about it anymore. <laughs> and about you or about it in the narrative for reviewing the disabilities, best time ever is a big one. And and especially as a girl who wants to be a musical theater actress, I just performed with a kidney center a few months ago. I'm also a disability activist. I'm currently in Glasgow going for my master's in disability studies. So I, I worked at you know, disability, which I'm still close with. Um, the DC, the Department of Disabilities. That's where um concert I just recently had a brief job at National Disability Rights Network and I'm flying to a few cool places and hopefully you know out of Glasgow I will be I have a really big advocacy career. I put up any name of them as much as an actress because 
So there's every person, you know, I think we mean in general, we are all here to call for help, to help for others. Like, all the you do amazing stuff. You, uh, you want, like, a company workers of playground. You do school, schools with disabled um, students. You're just talking about how my twin sister is a special education teacher. And so you do that, and, and, and meanwhile, I don't have my gospel to learn more of the words is years, and I'm hoping to use my acting and my hopeful theater career to spread the word on these issues. That's so fantastic. It's um, it, it's really great what you're doing, and um, we're going to talk about. Uh, the movie in a little bit that was uh, I had a chance to watch it the other day <laughs> so um, yeah so we'll uh, yeah so I'm excited to uh, talk with you about that um, in a little bit um, so um, one of the things that, that you shared with me um, is that you have cerebral palsy and can you share with us what that um, what that is, just for those who are listening who may not know what, what it is. Yeah, of course. So, cerebral palsy is a, first you have a brain bleed, which you get from birth or some traumatic accident. And that is pretty well, it's usually birth. I had a very interesting birth situation. And that's like, I got my cerebral palsy. So it affects your muscles, it affects your hands, your legs, your feet. It can affect your voice. And I'm the lucky person who had a voice being affected by a cerebral palsy. <laughs> I believe I have an accent. And, and for me, besides my voice, I, my, my right side is weaker than the left. So I walk with a lamp. I have a tiny white arm, a tiny white hand. So my hand is like more crooked. I just actually have done my second surgery to fix my, to make my hand stronger and stop buzzing. And like I told you just now, I'm having Botox tomorrow on my legs. And on my on my arm to make my leg and my in my um arms feel stronger. Cause if I don't go to physical therapy, if I don't stretch, if I don't do do Botox or any exercises, my body will zip up and I won't be able to move it. And actually, I'm starting to feel it on my foot. Um, recently when I had my grip drop at NDON. I was walking every day with the metro, and I was going to a pretty heavy back back my laptop. My foot was hurting, and it would like out to be paralyzed. So I was like, "Oh my God, I'm beginning to lose my ability to walk." And you know, when I when I used to go to children's until I was twenty one. And then doctor told me, oh yeah, you will lose your ability to walk someday. We don't do A, B, or C. You know, 20 year old me was like, 
yeah, I did. I said it will happen. But now <laughs> this year, uh, plus like seven years later, it's like, oh, oh, casserole. I'm so next <laughs> year after my sister's wedding. E, <laughs> I am gonna like do my surgery on my foot to preserve my walking. Now, because of my cerebral palsy, I do have a electric wheelchair that I used when I traveled. And a few years ago, I actually um, worked at Disney World where I would be standing um, for hours on end. My body's not ready for that, so I used a wheelchair to sit on it. <laughs> so, if I just went up with a wheelchair, you know, that would not be a bad thing. I mean, still productive, and it would still give me quality of life, but I really like walking. <laughs> I have stairs, you know. I, I, I don't like to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I love what you said, though, that, you know, it's, the wheelchair still would help you and you know it had helps you and it, it gives you a good quality of life but you enjoy walking you know that's with me i uh i have i wear leg braces and use crutches and i walk for short distances um but walking for long periods of time it can get very tiring very quickly so if i want to you know have energy to last me throughout the day if i am at a place like disney world or you know at the mall or um i live close to philadelphia and new york city i'm in new jersey so if i want to spend the day in, in the city with friends and i want to be able to last for a long time and have energy yeah using my wheelchair is the only way for me to go and it really allows me to do so much um so much more that i uh probably that i, I know i wouldn't be able to do uh walking for you know for a whole day or for a few hours so um thank you so much for uh sharing that yeah. And um, yeah, and in your um, in answering those uh, first two questions, uh, you mentioned about your sister and and um, having a wedding, but you are actually a quadruplet. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I got my my cerebral uh, palsy. I had three roommates living with me pre-birth, so. <laughs> My, but I was saying too much. My parents got a th buy one, get three for free deal. They wanted one more, one more um, kid for our big sister. No, 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 they got four more. <laughs> my, my dad, I, I, I didn't know this kid after my dad passed away, he, um, He's no longer with us, sadly. Um, he was a police officer, a good one. He's a good police officer. Mm -hmm. And so he took the night shifts to make extra money. And, and one night, while at the mom, he found out my mom's having quadruplets. He, he parked in the middle of the night to his friends saying, there's four of them, Marty. <laughs> So, so you also talked about um, that you are an actress, and um, you said musical theater is is your like one of your passions, right? That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, can you share with us um, 
what made you become interested in becoming an actress? Um, and how, how did you choose that uh, career path? And um, yeah, what, what got you into that? That's always uh, something I'm interested in as well. <laughs> well, what is so funny is, is when we were kids, my parents put us to all the friends' activities, like the kids do soccer, we do soccer, they did basketball, we did basketball, but our girlfriends did theater. We did not do theater. They never asked us about theater. They took us to their place. But, and I was like engrossed by it, but they never ever asked that. And around that time, you know, because of, of my cerebral palsy, I saw developmental disability. I never thought about asking my parents to do theater because, again, I was a palsy and I assumed, oh, we saw A, B, and C do theater, so they would ask us. I waited when I was a kid, I was waiting for them to ask me about theater. Nothing till when we were in sixth grade, uh, my Catholic school brought back the theater program. So when my mom asked, hey, you guys want to do theater? I was yes. <laughs> you finally ask. Thank you. So I, so as soon as I went to the audition, um, the auditorium to audition for the school play, I immediately knew that was when I belong, and I've never really stopped doing doing it since. And actually, you know, I was, I was a two thousand kid. So the Disney Channel was a very, very big part of culture. You remember Hannah Montana mm-hmm. and Marisol. You remember how big that was. Yeah. So I didn't want to do theater. I wanted to do TV, which was a very easy no for my parents. <laughs> they were realistic, realistic. So they were like, go to school, go to college. Both been on time, get a job, get married, have kids, and have they ever after. So it's like, hey, I'm an actress. No. <laughs> but God bless my dad. Disney Channel did a distance to from my home. So I really wanted to see what if, what if. I, I asked, I wanted a letter to my parents to see if they could take me. And my dad, took me he's like if this is what you really want if this you sort up about acting to see that you won't get in <laughs> that was really his attitude and because i love you so much he, i take you so he did and and he was he was really sweet about it he was truly the best and when my two sisters became mother they mother for wild for a while, he took he took them to their photo shoots and and the fashion shows locally as well. So he was like not a theater person, not a mother person, but I love you. I can see that this makes you happy. I don't want to stop doing that for a while. I'm I'm good. <laughs> but actually, um, after he died of his cancer. I like got best summer ever, literally four months later. Wow. So it was like really a cyber saying, 
Okay, I'm gonna enter now. I might know something because I'm with God. God, <laughs> I'm just chilling, doing whatever in the heaven. So here, I'm gonna give you power. The power is so huge, best I'm ever. And I do still see my dad giving me blessings in my life. And Gamut and Gamut is one of my one of my la one of my blessings that I got from hard work and God and my dad. Yes, I am so happy you shared all of that story. And I um I I I love um acting, I love movies, I love theater. I I like I said, I live in New Jersey, so I often um, would go to New York and see Broadway shows and things. I'm looking forward to getting back to doing that soon. Um, but I, I loved how you said, you know, they had you got you all do everything else. You know, you, you did sports and you did other things. And then you were like, but wait, I want to do acting. And then when you tried it and you you felt like you, you know, you found your place. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was like, hey, guys, I want to study theater and goddess. No. Absolutely not. You, my parents were like, you are not doing theater. You do not, you don't know what you can do with theater. So I'm like, okay, fine. Communications. Yeah. And that's great that you, you know, that, that you stuck with it though. And, and you kept going for it. And as you said, like after a while, it took them a while, but you know, your parents, your dad came around and said like, okay, if that's what you want to do, like, let's, let's make it happen and we'll, we'll do it. And then um, to see uh, what your dedication and your commitment to it has has shown to to prove and to make happen that you you know you had your movie and um, you connected with uh, the Gamut Agency and just um, it's just really great. And can you share with us a little bit more um, about the Gamut uh, Group and and what they do and and how they have um, how they've helped you. Uh, you know, find some some roles and, and things uh, for your acting career. Yeah, so first of all, through Gambit, I have a secret thing on Wednesday evening, which I'm very excited for. And actually, while I'm in town, I'm seeing Kimberly Akimbo right before I do it. So... I have a little theater pit stop before going to my thing at 4.30. So I'm very fortunate to have the blessings. And oh, Gambit, speaking of Broadway, um, A Christmas Carol was on Broadway. Um, not the one that's coming with Thursday Mays, but a different one. And the Tony Tams, both of the boys had cerebral palsy. They were the first ones ever to be on Broadway. And my friend Greg was just on Broadway with Cause of Living. I just saw him. I don't know if you saw it. No. But, but between um, the shows, um, I was invited to meet the two boys um, backstage. So I got to meet them. I got to thank them for, for, for bringing us to the stage to the room. And how they're gonna change the world by being the first either to stay for a party, especially in a world that is so legendary and so iconic. And one of the moms was like, Oh yeah, his management is gay much 
and that's how I he got the audition. So wow. he introduced me to Jay's mom and introduced me to Mindy. So so I got in right away, but unfortunately, I got I got I I got time with them right before COVID. So I didn't get any auditions for a year with them because of the, of Gamlet. And it's so hard. And then doing that, my friend Elizabeth, who I work with, work with on Best Summer Ever, she became a, a talent agent. So, a manager. So, my friend Elizabeth is now my manager with Dinar and Minty. And actually, they're trying to get me a natural tour for Broadway shows on Broadway. So, they are really good like they do whatever they can to help you to reach your dreams like for god's sakes one of my first auditions with them was a feeling on a disney channel animated show so wow. that was yeah so i'm like so when i got that breakdown i was like god you guys are literally the coolest <laughs> like seriously i did not get it to audition for that character, and then the other other animated characters, like two months ago, I had an audition for Nick Jr. It is just such a blessing, like, like Dinah, Elizabeth, and Mindy are fantastic, and and they got me the the one the one way for dreams, and I'll do that. I want to be an ambassador for the um, place I wanted for. So Gambit wow. is literally to Jesus Christ and a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, they, um, as, as you, you just mentioned, the Runway of Dreams is the fashion show that the uh, Gambit had uh, put on with uh, disabled models and um adaptive clothing during new york fashion week <laughs> like it was it, it's amazing to see and it's so good to see and to hear that so many um high-end clothing designers are um incorporating adaptive clothing into their yeah. um into their their fashion designs now it's really really great and it's much uh much needed because there are all types of different disabilities and people have different um, different abilities. So to have a shoe that they can put on that they don't have to tie, that they can just oh, use a Velcro yeah. strap, but it's still fashionable and it doesn't look like, you know, somebody's grandfather's shoe. Um, it's, you know, that's really great. Or to have, a, uh, instead of zippers, they have, I know a lot of shirts now come with the magnetic buttons. So they just snap in and, and they automatically close. So they don't have, um, you know, coats that don't have zippers and, and shirts with buttons. It's like things have come such a long way and it's so great to see. And um, I, as I mentioned to you before, I did watch the um, the New York Fashion Week uh, model uh, runway show. Um, a friend of mine who was also on the uh, podcast before, Amanda, she was in the show um, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Clark. <laughs> she was uh, in the show. Um, so that, that's how I ended up hearing about it first, because she was posting about it, that she would be involved with it. And um, it's just, 
like I said, it's just great that um, that they are creating spaces and opportunities for people with disabilities and getting us out there in front of the world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really great to see. So um, to wrap up our conversation, which has been, um, it's been part of the conversation the whole time, your yeah. movie that you were in, Best Summer Ever. <laughs> um, like I said, I did watch it the other night. Um, what's today? Today is Monday. So I watched it. I think that was Friday night or maybe Thursday. I don't remember what day I, I don't remember. I don't know what day it is now, right now. So <laughs> it's, it's not even, it's just about five o'clock and it's dark outside. I, I woke up and I thought it was Tuesday. I'm like, oh wait, I think it is morning, it's Monday. Right. <laughs> it's already dark outside. It's five o'clock. It's like, I don't know what day or time it is, but, <laughs> but the movie Best Summer Ever, as you said, it is now, it is available on Hulu. Um, so make sure you watch it. The cast is, um, you know, primarily the, the main characters all have uh, disabilities, it seemed. Um, and that is something that you don't see. <laughs> you know, you don't see. And they're actually people who live real life with disabilities. They're not actors playing people with disabilities, which a lot of shows do a pretty decent job of this. Um, however, there are actors and actresses that live every day in their real life with disabilities who would love to play these roles on TV and in your movies. So like, let's make that happen a little bit more often. <laughs> that would be great. Um, you know, uh, one of the shows I love is um, it's called a, a Million A Million Little Things. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the guy, he was, um, I think he was in an accident and he, you know, became paralyzed. Um, you know, and I, I, yeah, and I understand like, you know, the story because he had the accident. So he ended up becoming a wheelchair user, um, you know, and, and um, the good doctor, uh, that doctor there, Sean, Dr. Sean Murphy, he has autism, but it's, he's an actor playing someone with autism. It's like, it's, it's nice that, that, that is represented on TV and at the same time, it would be great if they could find um, actual actors who, who live with disabilities that are, um, you know, to play these roles. One of um, my favorite people who I have um, become friends with over the last few years, Allie Stroker, she, um, you know, seeing her like move from Broadway to now she's, you know, she's been in a few movies, she's been on TV shows, and um, whenever she is on something, you know, I have friends that'll text me like, oh my gosh, Allie, Allie's on Blue Bloods or, you know, something. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it, it's just really great to see. So can you, um, I said all of that to say, <laughs> can you share with us what your, what your experience was um, working on uh, the movie Best Summer Ever and just share with us a little bit about the movie? Yeah, but... But it was literally the very first professional thing I ever gotten. There was no up and call on Facebook. They're like, hey, there's some, some, this camp in Vermont, this film camp starting to do an actual movie with disabled people. So I'll come and apply. And I'm, I, was, I was like, okay, what's a movie camp? 
You say it's a weird movie, but yeah, there's a movie cam. What is it? Is, is this going to be a cute movie for your grandma? Or is this a fancy movie term with, I don't know, I was new, so I'm like, don't know what this is, but sure, why, why not? So I listened to the movie, and two weeks later, they're like, hey, we literally went... We were actually done with the script, but we don't do this in so much. We wonder what you are the character just for you. Can you come over to New York next week to read the war out loud? I'm like, oh, wait, really? <laughs> wait, I thought you were done watching the movie. Yeah, we know, but you're on the characters. Yeah, but I was oh, I recorded. Yeah, but you, you want me to be any character? Yeah. Uh <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I so I went I went I went I read the wall then two, then the next night two nights later they're like, "Yeah, you got the part." Spoiler, wow. you got the part that was written for you. <laughs> so <laughs> so it was the first movie. It was in Vermont. I spent two weeks like living in a camp because there was actually a camp and actually the the camp that you see in the movie is a camp in real life so they oh, had wow. no problems got searching but that came in the beginning so then they went all around town like there was in their high school 10 minutes away to film the school the pizza place where my first scene was that was like 10 minutes away Ready to write the big number, the big tongue number, 10 minutes away. So it was a very, very close, intimate scene. And the very first thing I found actually was the finale. And I just uh -huh. cried on, and I just cried on set because I'm like, wow, I'm living my dream. Um, <laughs> There's this movie with all these evil people, Jimmy the Curtis just tweeted about it. It is really happening. Then, so it was just a very, very surreal experience because it was the first, because when I was in other shows in theater, they knew I was disabled. And we mean like this evil person, like, like I asked that on the morning of my callback, I had just quit for a play during Tag Week, because the director was treating me very horribly. Like the first thing he told me is, "Oh, you have leg braces, but you have to do," and that was a big red ass block to quit. And then he just yelled me, calling me disaster the night before. So I'm oh. like, yeah, I don't care. This is my second week. You're an asshole. Peace out. Yeah, I went to do my. Which you do not do. Do not do, by the way. But again, we're trying to recognize our society. Oh, you're so good at being an asshole. So I guess I regret nothing now. <laughs> so, but if over here, in the summer ever, I'm just a person. I did my own stunt.
But the spoiler <laughs> alert, I break my leg in the movie. My arm, sorry, my arm in the movie. I did that stunt 33 times. So, oh. And so they like treated me like as a equal person. And it was just incredible. And it was so rewarding. It was a three year process. We did a new, like we did like reshots. We had a large one that shown. I came to Boston to record the soundtrack for iTunes. It was just amazing, but of course, the longer we took, sooner COVID came. So we were going to meet at the big South by Southwest Film Festival. We, we were going to do that weekend. So when I got a, a week before that was going to happen, I came home. Then all of a sudden I got text messages like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what? Then on TV, breaking news, I was out of rest, it's canceled for the first time. Oh. Oh, COVID. Because it, it's funny, because I got news, like, you know, when I was out of rest, I thought, this is way too good to be true. And it was too good to be true. Oh, no. So. so yeah, that was a fun experience. I, I I loved it. It had some music in it and it was, you know, it was really uh really fun. It looked like you all had a lot of fun doing it and it was and it's really interesting to hear how you said it was, you know, you weren't like on a, a movie stage sound set or sound stage or anything. You were actually oh. there in the in the town and you know, filming in real um in real places. So that's always uh that's really cool to hear. Yeah, when, when, when we shot Ready to Ride, that was literally the best night of our lives because we literally closed the whole time for it. And all the background dancers were not just our campers, they were literally just random ass people from the town. <laughs> we're like, oh, you mean a movie? Let me be in there. So they showed up at like four o'clock to, to do the, 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 the choreography. Then we have pizza for dinner. Then we just have fun doing doing it. And and being to ride was you know I was not in it. It was well I was in a tiny part of it, but it got caught out the movie. It was just a blast. That's great. Yeah, it's um again, it's available on Hulu. So if you're listening uh, to this podcast, check it out. Best summer ever. Um, it was it was really really cool to see so many people with disabilities like in lead roles in a movie, um, you know, just having having fun and and enjoying themselves and uh, it just like I said it looked like you all had a lot of fun uh, filming the movie. Um, I just have one last question and this was not yeah. on the original question list, but because okay. we brought up your love of musical theater. Is there a favorite show that you have, a favorite Broadway show or uh, anything? Funny story, Hairspray. And it's funny because I did the open call audition literally right before COVID. And the audition, it's a long, long, long story. But I got the show, it was a shit show. <laughs> I went out the line. And because of the long, 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 long story, long story, the front line got moved to the back of the line. 
And also when the bug comes in the front, so almost when I was waiting for 5.30 in the morning, we got all got kicked down. And the people who oh. just arrived got seen. Oh, we were wow. like, dude, you just got uh, seen. So a hairspray being penny and a hairspray would be a dream, but I'm really hoping to be the first disabled nurseries on Broadway in Wicked and actually I was the very lucky few hundred who was chosen to audition for the movie back in May. So that oh. was a blessing. And now I know the song a bit better than in May. I'm really working my butt off to be Nazareth and actually the open calls of Wicked for the Broadway show was the day of my surgery, so I couldn't go to it. But for the meanwhile, I am working my butt off. I have this team music over here and everything. So, there isn't anything, like, I don't mean any musical. I just want people to know speech disabilities or a thing. And just because I sound different doesn't mean I cannot sing. I have a voice, mm-hmm. and I want to share it to the world, and that's why the Kennedy Center, I sang Wicked, and Chicago, and once one of Madras, it was a blessing, because I got to share the part of me in the world out, no shame, people knew I was disabled, and they accepted my voice and celebrated, and that's why we had to normalize disabled we should be actresses. Not just on wheelchairs, but also with like speech disability. Because mm-hmm. one voice is not the same. Wow, that's really good and so true. Wow. And um, Wicked is the only show that I've seen twice. Um, <laughs> I did see yeah. Wicked twice. <laughs> um, and um, Hairspray, um, oh gosh, what's the last song? You Can't Stop the Beat. Love that song. Um, (laughs) Love that song. Um, But yeah, um, Wicked. uh, I saw it once in New York and then the touring uh, show came to Philadelphia and I saw it there as well. And it's it's great. And I'm actually seeing, um, we're recording this November 14th. My birthday is November 25th. On the 26th, we're going to see the touring show of the Tina Turner musical that's coming to Philadelphia. I saw it with Adrena Warden. The show's great. You would enjoy it. Oh, wow. Yeah, Adrienne yeah. Warren. She was, uh, I was hoping to go see it in New York, but then COVID happened. Um, yeah. And the week that it closed, I, um, the week it closed in New York, I had to, um, my niece had her going away party. She was going to college, so I couldn't miss that. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll go to New York and see it on the closing, you know, the closing weekend. And I was like, no, not, can't do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, so a group of, um, a group of 35 of us is actually going to see it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, with the, uh, with the nonprofit I work for, I, I did a, um, a fundraiser with them uh, for my birthday and, and had 35 people that are going um, family and friends to go see the show on uh, Saturday, the 26th in the afternoon. So we're, uh, 
So Emily, thank you so much for um, your time tonight and uh, sharing your story. And I, I really, I really appreciated your story because it really shows that, um, you know, no matter what we might be up against, whether we have a disability or some other challenge, um, you know, and everybody, everybody has challenges and things that they face in life every day, but you stuck with it. You stuck with your dream and your goal and your mission of, you know, becoming an actress and you're like really achieving amazing things right now. And um, I'm really excited to see where you are headed in the future. I know you have uh, some great, uh, some great plans and I'm, I'm excited to see, um, you know, I'm excited to see them come true and, and your dreams come true for you. So thank you so much for, um, for sharing your story. And um, I know this will definitely, um, you know, be a, a great story for others to hear and to, um, you know, just be encouraged to, to reach for their goals and their dreams in life. So thank you again. And I look forward to um, talking with you and, and working yeah. with you again in the future. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank well, thank you for your work, cause you're making the world a better place. You're the one that being gonna talk about the playgrounds and schools and so on. So thank you for doing your work, you're making the world a better place. Yes, thank you, thank you for that. It's um, you know, with with living with a disability, I'll be forty one on my birthday. So um. To live with a disability my whole life, I've seen a lot of, um, I sound very old when I said that, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> but, I've seen, but I've seen a lot of things and I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of improvements in uh, the way that uh, people with disabilities are treated and how we are, um, yeah, how, how we're treated. I, I've seen a lot of changes, a lot of good things that have happened. And, and I know that a lot of um, good things are ahead. And I just want to um, play my part and do my part of um, helping to make those changes happen by, you know, hosting a podcast <laughs> and uh, sharing stories about disabilities. And it's really, um, it's just really great to have an opportunity to talk with people like yourself and to, um, you know, for you to share your story. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, you you must have been like nine when the ADA yeah. came out. So <laughs> you literally have grown up with the world being so different from disability how people have been treated. So you've seen a lot. I've been I've been very privileged that my schools have helped me be able to me to dress well them bags so I meet with disabled peers who has been supported from the disability from the very first day. So so you've seen a lot more, there's a lot more than I do. So thank you for sharing your story. Yes, yes, thank you. I am um and I, I know that sharing um you know, sharing about your disabilities. For, for a lot of people, it's not easy. Uh, it's very uh, traumatizing for some people. And I, I definitely understand that. And um, for me, I feel like by sharing my story, I, uh, I know we, some people don't like to be called an inspiration to others. Um, I, and I understand that as well. I don't mind as long as people do something with it. <laughs> 
like for me, I don't mind. You know, I love being called an expert waiting, but only if it's like, oh, I can be the obvious because of her. Oh, oh, I can cast this person because I seen this girl to do it. Uh, oh, if I can change, if I can do this because she did that. It's not about thing. I don't know, it's not like, I'm a disabled girl walking and taking a shower. Like, that one time, one time someone said that to me and <laughs> it was a good AF. So, <laughs> I don't mind it, but, but others don't do mine and that's okay. Either way, it's okay. There we go. Right. Yeah, my, my thing is, uh, what am I inspiring you to do? Are you doing something exactly. with that inspiration? What are you doing with that inspiration? Are you, you know, are, are you making change in your community, in your neighborhood, uh, at your job or at your school? If you're, you know, if you're in school, what are you doing to help those with disabilities to live a more um, accessible life? Because a lot of the things I can't do are because things are not accessible for me <laughs> in the world, you know, yeah. so it's really, um, you know, that, that I want to inspire people to make change and to, um, you know, to make the world a better place for uh, those who live with disabilities, make it more accessible for us. Um, and that includes all disabilities. I'm a wheelchair user and I use crutches, but make it more accessible for those who have vision impairments or hearing impairments. And, you know, cerebral palsy and uh, autism and other invisible disabilities and um, you know the world of, of mental health is a big topic that has been brought up uh, recently so you know I, I don't mind being called an inspiration I just want to know like what am I inspiring you to do that is yeah. uh, that's a big that's a big thing for me mm. yes so um, but thank you again and I will um, I'll definitely be in touch with you soon <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me I cannot wait to talk to you again soon like connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram because I cannot wait because I have a feeling we just started talking yes <laughs> yes but you um you take care and, and have a good evening you too. Thank you so much, Otto. You're welcome. This concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.